G'day, I'm Scott Sanders and welcome to the Reach Australia podcast. This is part two of a two-part podcast on mission and the ecosystem. In it, you hear from Graham Fuller, the mission and maturity pastor at EV Church on the Central Coast, and yours truly. Talk about an important aspect of the ecosystem, mission, something that should be driving the whole ecosystem of church life. This is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, I'd encourage you to listen to that now before you jump into part two of mission and the ecosystem. But a helpful sort of planning tool that we encourage a lot of churches to do is actually uh, to think about your calendar. So Tom's just going to pull up a simple calendar. This is something everyone can do uh, as a church. Um, So we talk about, or you talk about, you know, mission driving your calendar. Mm. Explain. <laughs> um, yeah, again, you're thinking the funnel. So this is the way of representing the funnel, but in planning mode. So you're thinking the funnel, and I think the helpful thing about a funnel is, you know, yeah, ideally people are circling down to the point of conversion. People don't always do that. Sometimes they flow back up and move in different, but you're always trying to move them down. And so in terms of mission, um, I think as a church, it's best to put your mission events in first. First thing that goes in your calendar for next year, your evangelistic courses. Because key and fundamental is we want to see people converted. That's one of our key purposes and one of the most easy to drop off. So so, so, so first thing, that orange line there, conversion engine, start small, small and build, but put in your conversion engine courses. First. First, yeah. And then you think, okay, if, if we're going to get that many people to the conversion engine, we're going to need quite a lot to be in contact with Christians and Christian things. Uh, in connection with, and so we're going to actually need to contact a whole massive amount of people. How, how are we going to do each of those things? So you start thinking, okay, conversion engine, it's at this time of year. It'd be great if we had some connection type things, not too far away, not too close, but a good length so that Christians, if they're aware in church, can go, yeah, I'm going to invite my mate to that thing. They're going to meet some Christians, hear a little bit about Jesus. It's going to be a helpful taster, warm things up, and then a month later, they'll be they'll be in a good position to be invited to um, conversion your, your evangelistic course. So this is very opposite to what happens, I think, a lot in church calendar sort of planning. We kind of think, oh, we've always done it in April. We're just going to do it in April. Or mm. there's a gap in the calendar. We're going to put that event on. Or actually, Graham just really wants to put on this event. And we really like Graham. We don't want to upset him. And so we're going to put it on. Um, so this is where actually thinking through the flow and actually how to build heat for your conversion engine will help you help clarify, you know, what you say yes to and what you say no to. And I think COVID's been really helpful in in kind of shutting everything Clears down. The decks it. It's yeah. clear, clear, clear the decks, and we can actually be intentional about what we put in place. So on that calendar as well, we've got the life of church, and we've also got the sermon series. So so think into what's happening just in the general life of church. There's a whole bunch of things that are happening in your town, your suburb. You know, put those on as well mm. because you might not actually need to necessarily run it. Uh, or run an event, but it's actually you can take the momentum off something else that's just happening in the in the general life of church. Yeah, and, and in your suburb, I think that's helpful too because it's working out um, what what are the the seasonal ebbs and flows of life in in our area in our suburb. Lots of coastal areas of Australia, um, I would argue that um, over summer is your best mission time. Now, lots of churches actually just shut down, skeleton staff collapse services into one, you know, do, do the bare minimum over summer. And I just think for most places on coastal Australia, that's a mistake. Yep. Um, so I'd be ramping up, which is a big cultural shift for everyone. 
uh, staff as well as congregation and actually doing events at time. But there'll be other places in Australia where you don't, you don't run it then. Like that's the worst time mm. to possibly run it. So you find another time, oh, it's better just pre-Easter, after Easter. So one, one, of the way, one of the ways to sort of work out and assess that is just to look at your attendance over the last 12 months and, and plot it, you know, the last three or four years, look for the spikes and, and, and really, uh, you know, push into the data, you know, uh, mine it and, and work out, okay, what's going on? Do we, do we have a lot of people here because people were moving into the area, there was something going on outside church life or have we got a lot of people here because actually we've been intentional about bringing people in and uh, and moving people into into the life of the church, mm-hmm. and and that's often when you might do it. So Tom's just going to put up a a a, a completed or a, a a semi-completed mission calendar there, just to sort of give you a, a sense and an idea of what it might look like. Uh, and so what we want to see there is to see how uh, things flow between um, between the events. So in this church. Summer's not a great period. They've put their conversion engine on um, after Easter. And so uh, you can see they've put a kids club on during the April school holidays. They've put a men or a women's event on, and that's then flowed into their uh, conversion engine. They've also made much of it as well as at at Easter. So there's been a a simple invite. Hey, you've enjoyed coming to Good Friday. We've enjoyed coming to Easter Sunday. We've got this great course coming up in, in the next little while. So again, thinking through uh, that that place. Now, I've got Connect in there, so that's their membership or their integration engine piece. Just worthwhile recognising that you'll have, you know, maybe picnics or newish events or, you know, come around and find out about church events. Often in that, a lot of people might identify as a, as a Christian, but very quickly you realise actually they need to jump into uh, a, a, a conversion engine and jump into a simple Christianity course. So, you, so I think it's quite helpful to be thinking through. There are some people as well who have, you know, come and connected in with church life that you might be able to um, move people into. Hmm. Okay. Um, the whole starting small and building. Yep. Um, the whole saying no, you know, to putting on a, an event that's you know half half baked. Tell us about that, you know, internal wrestle and, and the desire to get things, you know, done well. Yeah, so, so you, as soon as you're someone who's like, oh, I'm really thinking mission in my church, you, you want to go for gold. You know, you want the sky to be the limit. Um, but you're often better off doing what, what's minimum effective dose. You're often, I want to do enough that this is actually going to get momentum, mm-hmm. but not so much that we can't actually do it. We can't actually sustain it in a, in a helpful way. I think the calendar piece is very helpful. So if you could if you could get a mentality in your church team that each year we actually we don't just roll over the calendar from the previous year without thought, particularly if this is a new season for you, thinking mission, but we actually think intentionally of what goes in first. How do we design our mission program? And not too much, but enough. Mm-hmm. So I think one evangelistic course in the year, you're probably not going to get your momentum. Two, I think, is probably your starting point. Far enough apart that you can run it and, and keep running it, um, but close enough that it feels like, yeah, there's another one coming. I've got something to invite my friends to. It's not a one-off thing. This is a thing that we do, yep. uh, especially if you're celebrating people who've become Christians through it. And then over time you go, actually, we want one every term, but you slowly build to, to that. Um, once you've got your evangelistic thing in place, you think, okay, some sort of small follow-up, yep. but you also think some sort of um, contact, connect, and that can be the one event. You can dev- design something that 
Uh, so carols contacts a whole bunch of people from the community as well as connects people to Christians and Christian things. You could have they, a big family picnic. Big family. Yeah, uh, carols is a big investment of energy. That's, that's so you know, right. What, yeah. what you do. But, um, yeah, you want to put it some sort of connect event before your conversion engine. Um, and so you're just slowly building each of those pieces in place. And as you do it, building teams to run those things. So capacity grows. So originally you run the um, conversion engine your course but you run it all. So you run around, you're tweaking the, the knobs and playing the videos and interviewing yourself and yeah, do, doing the whole thing. But next time around, you're like, no, no, I've got someone else who's going to do the sound stuff. And the next time around, I've got someone else who's going to do the food. And you slowly build those teams and capacity under it so that you step back and go, "That's we can do something else now. Let, let's, let's build the, the next thing. So set up a people work system is often what you say. Set up a team. They'll actually help you do it. That then allows you as the sort of, mission pastor who's driving it to sit back and assess to actually work on the on the uh, on the ministry uh, to work on the mission purpose area uh, I just want to put one final slide before we go to Q&A just thinking uh, about uh, what's your outcome uh, what are the outputs what are the inputs uh, that we uh, seek in this uh, mission area so here's just one church here's how they've actually mapped out these are the things that that we're putting in place so the outcome we want to help people be passionate and active in taking the gospel to our city uh, and the world. And now, helpfully or unhelpfully, they've, they've focused on one aspect. They want to see people passionate. But the other big outcome that we want to be wanting to be seeing on that as well is we want to see conversions. We actually want to see people uh, one to Jesus. Yeah. So, so what are the what are the inputs for that? Well, we've talked about contact, connection, events, run a, an evangelistic course, uh, communicate regularly that pathway as well, so people are actually aware of that. So, so your people in church will. You know, be doing your mission work for you as uh, over morning tea and saying, oh, I, you want to join our church? We've got this great uh, integration engine. We've got this great conversion engine that we want to encourage you to, you know, jump into so that the work is being done by your church family. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, what, what are the outputs? We actually want people inviting people to church. We want people, um, you know, having those, those conversations. Uh, and, and we also want people publicly declaring their faith so they're convert, you know, being converted. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It's exactly as Scott said. I'd love to see two top-level outcomes. Uh, outputs, I don't mind what you call the language, but two top-level outcomes, which is, number one, see people converted, and then number two, your people actively engaged. Mm. You've got to work out what you think actively engaged is. Um, I'm not a fan of the flat, we expect every person to be trained in two ways to live um, or whatever course and to all be able to personally evangelise everyone. Yep. I just think that's not reality. It doesn't recognise people's giftedness, their capacities, their maturity levels, their connections uh, in the community, connections in the community, all, all those sort of things. So we need to set up ways where church helps people do as much as they can and are able to do uh, to be engaged in in the gospel uh, mission. But yeah, then once you have your um, what 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 are the key measures? Which I think here is outputs. But some of your key measures are conversions. Hmm or professions of faith or whatever you call that. Um, and, and and then you can actually compare it, compare it, compare it term on term, but year on year and see how you're going. Are mm-hmm. we improving? Are more people becoming Christians? Those sort of things. And then over time, like I said before, you can actually measure things like how many people came to our uh, course, how many people finished our evangelistic course, how many people went into the follow-up program, how many of those became Christians. And you can actually start to see patterns that help you think about Okay, under these circumstances, unless God works extraordinarily, 
then we need to do this in terms of conversion and contacting to see this many more disciples uh, made. Great. My prayer is that you found this podcast helpful and that you've got one or two things that you can share with your team and implement in the next few months. Now, if you want to find out more about the 2022 Reach Australia National Conference, head to reachaustralia.com.au. Save the date. It's going to be held at EV Church on the New South Wales Central Coast on the 17th to the 19th of May. So save that date and head to reachaustralia.com.au. Thank you.